as you look at starting your career, you might be entering organizations or situations where, hey, everybody's not going to be as inclusive as you might like. And so what I encourage people to do is really focus on how do you navigate? How do you learn from those experiences? And what I shared with a group of women just last week was people don't get to vote on my dream, so they don't get to take it away. And so you find ways to find that grit or that perseverance or that courage to keep moving through, take something from it. Early in my career, I didn't have the voice that I have today to be able to make sure that those things are addressed It doesn't happen to the next generation, but I learned a lot along that path of saying, you got to define what's important to you and have the courage to speak out when things aren't as they should be. And to make sure that when you have the opportunity to create a different cultural experience for someone that you do that. Welcome to the Data Binge Podcast a library of discussions with technologists and business leaders focusing on the human relationship with technology. Three, two, one, deploy. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining today's episode. I'm feeling a tremendous amount of gratitude today, but not everything is going as planned. And I'm sure as you listen, there are some things that could improve in your day as well. But we're here and I have nothing but optimism and good expectations for us in the next half hour as we glide through today's episode together. And I'm wishing you and your family well today. And I'm sending you some healthy doses of some good energy. Today's episode is a Simply Tech live interview featuring my co-host, Ali Mazahari, and our special guest, Gina Lofton. Gina is the Chief Technology Officer at Microsoft US, where she connects business leaders to unique perspectives that inspire them to drive the future of their business and accelerate and deliver digital transformational journeys built on deep customer knowledge and industry expertise. Prior to Gina's career at Microsoft, she led global initiatives for IBM's Watson, served as IBM's CTO for North America Consulting Services and Hybrid Cloud, and was a leader in IBM's global cloud consulting services business unit. Outside of Microsoft, she has served on the boards of George Mason Research Foundation, Museum of Life Science, and Rise Against Hunger. Gina has addressed social topics that include how AI can help mental health among veterans, the true value of data for government, and how open source can bring agencies to the cloud. Gina graduated from the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University with a degree in electrical engineering, a historically black research university. Gina is incredibly passionate about diversity and inclusion, diverse thinking in the future of the workplace, both internally and externally as it impacts people and organizations globally. And she's super passionate about inclusion, inspiring today's youth to achieve their goals and inclusive work cultures that bring accessibility into a more modern workplace. And you're going to see this right across through the entire discussion. 
Gina's thought leadership consistently finds a place across women in tech and girls in STEM dialogues in the industry and across various communities. I would definitely encourage you to follow her on LinkedIn if you are interested in learning more about some of these programs and events she is endorsing within these topics and others. You can find these resources within the show notes of today's episode. We are so excited to bring you today's discussion. You are going to love the warmth and the energy from Gina. She has such a wealth of energy and charisma on topics that are good for our world, but also good for every person in it. We hope you enjoy the discussion on the new culture of work, bridging the digital divide. Thank you for listening. Now we bring you Gina Lofton. Okay, looks like we're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Simply Tech Live. This is your first time tuning in. Simply Tech Live is a collection of discussions with practitioners and business leaders on the evolving landscape of technology. We have an amazing guest on here today. But before we get started, I'm your co-host, Derek Russell. Ali, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about why this discussion is so important for us today? Well, there are a couple of things. First of all, I think this is our first anniversary episode. So question for you, Derek, how many episodes we've had in the past year or so? This is number 18. And we've had some just incredible guests. We just had Tracy Galloway on, VP of Manufacturing at Microsoft, to talk about digital transformation and manufacturing. We had Elnaz Saraf, your friend over the CEO at Royby Robot. And we have some amazing guests coming up in the future. Well, now for this special episode, of course, we have a very special guest. And that guest is Gina Lofton, our MSUS CTO, which I have a pleasure to work under her organization and uh, under her team. And we're going to have a lot of good conversation and topics to discuss. And I know that we were planning to do this conversation last week. Unfortunately, we had a glitch, but I'm glad that things are moving along. And perhaps this is a good time to welcome Gina to the conversation and start at together. All right, let's go. Hey, Gina. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. So do you want to quickly do a quick introduction? And then we kind of jump right into the, the conversation. Oh, great. Well, I'm Gina Lofton, and I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Microsoft US. I have been in tech for a very long time, over two and a half decades. So we have a lot to talk about and being able to help customers along that path and develop other technical leaders. So I'm excited to talk Simply Tech with you today. Perfect. What I can tell you from my personal experience, so again, I've been with Microsoft almost 15 years. So I've worked with a lot of different leaders. But what I can tell you, at least in the past six months or so, that we've had the pleasure to work with you, we already see a lot of good stuff and positive stuff. And for me, one of the areas really, you know, uh, STEM, the importance of STEM, the importance of computer science, and the role that it has in the future of the next generation, which is going to be, you know, my teenager and everybody else. And that would be hopefully one of the main topics that we want to discuss. And uh, hopefully we can benefit from your insights and, you know, your passion in that area. But before we talk about that, so you've been the MSUS CTO for a while right now. And what I would like to start the conversation with you is to ask you, do you see any common friends within the industry, both in the technology aspect of it and also the cultural side of it? Again, 2020 was a, a year of, of like so many different things that nobody anticipated. Right. 
But do you have any thoughts that you want to share based on your experience in that last year or so? Oh, great. So I get the privilege of working with customers across all our industries. And so there's some commonalities as everyone is trying to make sure that they thrive after this pandemic, right? They want their businesses to grow. Um, very critical part of our ecosystems exists across these industries. And so there are three things that I say are common in having conversations with C-suite leaders across the industries. And number one is unlocking the potential, the potential for innovation in their organization. So what that means is engineering or creating business value with leveraging technologies. And that's in creating new products and new services or new revenue streams. One, everyone, no matter what the industry, need to unlock the business value that can be accelerated through innovation. And then number two, engaging customers in a new way. So on the way to having a great 2020, we had the pandemic and some enterprises were already digital and some weren't. And so people couldn't come into the brick and mortar stores for quite a while. So you had to engage them on your digital platforms if you had them. And so thinking about what are those omni-channel strategies that you need to define to make sure that you can engage with your customers in new ways, whether it be in your brick and mortar stores, it could be in your digital platforms, but you need to be able to connect with them and execute on your business strategy that no matter what the platforms. And then three, creating the best workforce. So engaging your workforce, enabling your workforce, ensuring that you're investing in your workforce, because those are your brand ambassadors and they represent you to your customers. They deserve the investment to ensure they have the right and requisite skills to become subject matter experts. And those are the people who are going to create revenue for you. So that investment turns into the growth of your business. And so across every industry, really investing in your employees, investing in new and, and creative ways and engaging whatever your customers are, and then unlocking the innovation to create business value. Perfect. So you came from IBM and you had a long career at IBM. Fascinating when you kind of go through the different roles that you had at IBM. And being on uh, more than a year at Microsoft, do you see any differences between the two companies in terms of both cultural and also, you know, the technical aspect that reflected the business that we run into? Yeah, there's some differences and some similarities, right? So I'll start with the similarities because when I joined Microsoft, it felt like it was back home in a corporation that was very strong product and research and then growing its services business. And that's what IBM was when I joined many years ago. And it moved and shifted into more of IBM as services and less product these days. But culturally, there's also the focus on the growth mentality. And when you're serving consumer customers like we do in Microsoft, it's staying on the cutting edge. And what is going to not just focus on enterprise clients, but what are the consumers looking for? So what are those customer experiences that you need to create every day with your products and services that are critical? 
And so some of the differences is that focused on that consumer customer experience that focused on making sure like we do with our gaming and like we do with our HoloLens, creating those innovative, immersive experiences that define our culture for development and research and our consulting services. One last follow-up question, and then I'm sure Derek has a couple other questions that uh, he wants to ask you. So when I joined Microsoft, I was part of the services, and this was 15 years ago. And back then, there was this separation between the sales organization, between services, product team. And with the changes that happened this year, we kind of brought everybody together. And I believe this is one of the main job of the MSCTO to make sure that this is going to land well. So what has been your learning so far in this journey, which I know is going to be new for everyone, including myself, as we kind of get used to this? Yeah, we define that move and shift to something called connected customer experience. And it's so super important that no matter how customers engage with us, that they see us as one Microsoft whether we're engaging with research or engineering or services or products, is the engagement of understanding that you're now engaging with someone who can be your trusted advisor no matter where you are in your journey. Whether your journey is adopting the cloud or is your journey in understanding how to unlock insights with data and AI in your enterprise, or your journey is getting some of our world-class products Or if your journey is, how do I tap into a global partner ecosystem that can allow me to even extend those products and services and solutions that you, Microsoft, are able to provide me every day? And so what that journey looks like when customers engage with us is connected from beginning to end. We understand where you are on your journey. We understand the next steps. And you can trust us as your advisor along that journey to get you there, to get you there, whether it's a digital transformation, to get you there, whether it's a modernization, or to get you there, whether or not you want to be able to implement into your production environment some of our world-class products and technologies. And it's just something that our customers also acknowledge as you meet with the leaders from the customer side. Is it something that you know they value as well? They absolutely value that. They know that we bring a lot to the table, right? We're not just top technologists. We're technologists who understand business value and to understand that what's important to you are the outcomes that you're going to drive with our products and services. And so they trust that about us and they trust that we're going to be there with them in their journey. So we're not just a technology vendor with them. The consulting services aspect of our capabilities allows us to really help make the market for them and make the market means helping them become digital enterprises, helping them transform their industry, whatever that industry is, and also helping them transform the communities in which they live and serve. Awesome. Derek? Yeah, I'm sitting here. I I can just feel the energy starts to ramp up, Gina. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add into some of that energy for folks that are listening in. Gina's just got an amazing amount of energy. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to have her on today. But Gina, you're, you're talking to Ali about immersive experiences, this connected customer experience. You're talking about empathy. You're talking about transformation, all these different things that really it needs 
for us to get closer to the customer to really understand who they are. And it's not very common to see a Black female in leadership. And I'd love for you to help us understand a little bit about your journey Mm -hmm. of adversity and how that journey has helped you kind of have this lens for empathy in how we engage in your organization with our customers. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I'm always happy to talk about my journey. So as Ali said, he started out about STEM, right? It really starts for me with a love of engineering and math. And so my journey really started around having the opportunity to pursue a degree in electrical engineering at North Carolina Anti-State University. So Aggie Pride, HBCUs, and in taking that degree into corporate America. So I started 27 years ago at IBM as an electrical engineer, and I started in systems engineering for Navy systems. And so one of the things that as you look at starting your career, you might be entering organizations or situations where, hey, everybody's not going to be as inclusive as you might like. And so what I encourage people to do is really focus on how do you navigate? How do you learn from those experiences? And what I shared with a group of women just last week was people don't get to vote on my dreams, so they don't get to take it away. And so you find ways to find that grit or that perseverance or that courage to keep moving through, take something from it. Early in my career, I didn't have the voice that I have today to be able to make sure that those things are addressed. It doesn't happen to the next generation, but I learned a lot along that path of saying, you got to define what's important to you and have the courage to speak out when things aren't as they should be. And to make sure that when you have the opportunity to create a different cultural experience for someone that you do that. And so my leadership today, my opportunities today are to be able to create those more diverse and more inclusive environments everywhere that I go. So you say there is a lack of women or very few women in tech. That's an important part of why I represent this. Representation matters, giving people an idea of what it looks like to be on this journey, giving them some inspiration and support along their journey is so important. So 10 years from now, we're not talking about there's still so few women. We hope to see more and more in leadership positions, more and more in senior leadership positions, but also a culture that creates more and more opportunities. So some random question that came to my mind as you were, you know, talking about your thoughts on diversity and inclusion. I mean, one thing is definitely it's all about putting in action. I mean, everybody can talk about this, but when you see these ideas are putting in the action and it generates some results, that's where you see that, okay, there's a, oh, there's a, you know, a, a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's where we are right now. We're not there yet, but we're getting close. Getting back to STEM. So one thing that always fascinates me is when I see your activities on LinkedIn, for example, there are some specific topics and, you know, areas that you focus on and you want to, Amplify. One of them is a STEM. I know that you are very active with DigiGirls and mm-hmm. you know uh, related activities. 
there are a lot of projects that we do more on the business side, but more related to communities like the city of Houston, like, you know, the, the city next mm-hmm. or the project that my team was involved with the San Diego workforce mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, bringing technology to help the community with their needs, especially when there is like issues like, you know, pandemics that we're dealing with. What are you like, you know, specific areas of interest that energizes you? Like, you know, when you think about STEM, do you see something that is going to just help with people that are interested in computer science or your idea is that, hey, you know, STEM and computer science can help anybody with any career path that they want to follow. And that's the importance that, you know, we think that, you know, it's kind of uh, being misunderstood. Well, I think the most important piece of today is digital skills. It, if the opportunity to create access to digital skills is cr- super critical and the experiences in leveraging those digital skills to become more and more expert at it. So you asked what's, what I'm passionate about in STEM is creating a set of experiences. So I started my career in development and engineering and research. So being able to get that practical experience on designing and developing something. And then the second part of my career was applying that. So in corporate technology or in innovation or in services to now apply that technology. So I think what's important in STEM is to be able to give access to experiences and opportunities so you not only just have that base knowledge or that training, you get to apply it and become expert at it. And so you can move and move up that level of expertise because the application of it is going to give you access to more and more larger scope digital skill roles. Some things that we're doing in Empathy in Action is really allowing in our communities access to those digital skills. So you talked about our Accelerate programs in Atlanta and in Houston, and we're going to be taking them to other cities across the nation. And the hackathons that you and your teams do in the MTCs, giving students an access to the opportunity to code and figure out problems and going through that scientific approach to gain those kinds of skills that are going to help them to be able to pursue tech careers or digital opportunities, because that's going to be the predominant opportunities in our economy. No matter what industry you're in, you're going to have to have some digital skills to succeed. You're going to have to have some digital skills to be successful in into more leadership roles. Even if you're thinking you're sitting in a role that doesn't need technology, you're going to need technology to expose insights if you're the CFO or you're the CEO. You're going to need technology to understand how do I have a smart supply chain so that I can keep my business thriving and growing? And how do I engage my employees and how do I engage my customers in an experience? Well, you're going to need a digital platform to be able to do that because we're not in the workplaces anymore in the same way. We have to do some of those things from home. And those are digital platforms that allow us to do that. So being able to Leverage as technologies to be able to gain access, those are going to be critically important. We got a couple of comments on LinkedIn Live here. So this is a live conversation. If you want to comment in or ask Gina questions, this is your opportunity to do so. I got a couple of comments. Excited for this discussion and inspiring leaders 
Tierra said, great question. Thanks for your voice, Gina, when we were talking about your adversity and Black female leadership. And then Muhammad asked a question, what are your suggestions for recent graduates who want to come and work for a big company like a Microsoft? I think what we've heard is there's so much information out there, data science and engineering and all these different things. I'd love to dovetail this into what you're doing with CAB. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about experience and opportunities, how do you leverage experience and opportunities against people who really want to become leaders? Yeah. So a couple of things. So getting back to how do you get a big job, get a job in big tech, (laughs) um, definitely network, right? Make sure that when they're coming on your campus, that you're going to those sessions. LinkedIn, connecting to individuals who work at those companies and understanding how to present yourself. One of the key things is making sure that you're reaching out and show your interest and your expertise. And everyone needs that first chance, right? And, you know, until you get the first job, you don't have a first job. So everybody needs a chance and opportunity. So I always would say, make sure that you expand your network in those companies that you want to pursue opportunities with. Go online and apply. (laughs) So I can't tell you the number of people that reach out to me wanting to talk about opportunities, but they haven't gone online to apply. That's the first way to get into the process and trust that the process will allow us to look at your applicancy and look at your application and get you in the process. But feel free to reach out to those individuals that are in that company and share your story and share your excitement about contributing to the strategy of that business. Then there's also opportunities for leadership. So you mentioned CAB. So there's opportunities to participate in leadership development opportunities, experiential opportunities that give you access to other leaders who know you, who know what you can do, and you can share your expertise that way as well. So hackathons that we offer things that we're doing in the community where you're going to meet leaders that work at Microsoft is also a way to engage and have an entree into starting your career with us. And what I can tell you, Gina, you know, I went through the cap myself about 10 years ago and it was a very good experience and something that I'm still, you know, leveraging the lessons that I learned from going through that program. And one thing that I'm happy to see is that, you know, we, emphasizes even more. So this is not just a, a services thing at Microsoft. So we're going to have this for, you know, other roles. One last question that I have for you, and I know we can, you know, sit and talk on and on, but you have a board to attend. But if we have like people like my son, he's 15 years old, teenagers, people that are thinking about like, you know, what are we going to do in the future? And if they want to become the next Gina, the next CTO, what would be your advice to them? My advice is to make sure you get in a great technical program somewhere. (laughs) That's a good start. But, you know, one thing about opportunities, think about your own journey. So I can share with you the steps that I took. Your journey is going to be different. Make sure that you practice courage and risk-taking. If you want to sit in a CC. C-suite roles somewhere one day is going to be a journey that you have to be able to take some risks. You have to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. You have to step outside and take the jobs that other people may not take just so you can grow your level of expertise 
show your leadership, show your subject matter expertise. So I'd say get started, have confidence in your journey, have belief in your capabilities, reach out to people who can help you along that journey. You're going to need mentors. You're going to need sponsors. You're going to need people to coach you along the way. I don't sit here today without coaches and mentors and sponsors who saw something in me early in my career. They saw my potential that they wanted to invest in. And they helped me gain experiences along the way to show my capabilities. They invested in developing me as a leader. And and so that's what we have to do as leaders is give back to those young individuals who want to be on this journey. We have to invest in them. We have to coach them. We have to mentor them. We have to make ourselves accessible to them for their questions. And we have to create opportunities for them to show what they have and to get their opportunity to shine. Again, that's one thing that I really like that I'm seeing that leaders like you, our senior director, April, very active on LinkedIn and just like, you know, being reachable, people can go and ask questions, right? It's not just about like, you know, putting something saying, you know, hey, this is a, the, the 10 principles of, you know, being a good leader. It's really about putting that in action. So really grateful for that. And I know that we can talk on and on, but I know you have a limited amount of time. I want to thank you. I know it took some time for us to schedule it, but really appreciate it. To me, it was one of the best episode yet. Derek, I don't know if you have any other closing comments before we have Gina attending you know, our board. <laughs> yeah, I did have one closing. We were talking about you know younger, uh, new, to pro, new to career professionals. I want to say younger because it's just our <laughs> dating ourselves here. Yeah. Just quickly, you know, a lasting message for our customers, business leaders, folks that are just they're scared to make decisions. There's a lot of new information. You sound very bright and energetic and confident. What's a message for our customers that are at this point where they need to start making decisions about their future of their business? Reach out. We can help you. I'm happy to have a conversation with you about reimagining your business. We have the opportunity because we see this across multiple industries to be able to unlock innovation at scale to ensure that your business thrives. We can talk about how to empower your employees. We can talk about how to have connection to your customer base. We can talk about how to land technologies in a way that help you drive your business outcomes and deliver on your business strategies and deliver business value and stockholder value. So I look forward to the opportunity to helping you and your company thrive and grow and become number one in your industry. So just reach out. All right. Thank you so much, Gina. And we'll go ahead and put your LinkedIn profile in this chat so folks can stalk you, follow you, reach out to you, get a hold of you. But we really, really appreciate your time here. This is an amazing discussion and we're looking more forwardly to leadership from you on LinkedIn and in other places digitally. Thank you for your time and thank you and happy anniversary. Thank you. We want you thank back Thank you very soon. much. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today and having some fun with us in the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow me on LinkedIn or at 
DRUSS Network, D-R-U-S-S Network on Twitter, Instagram. And you can also reach out to me anytime via email at Derek at thedatabinge.com. The Data Binge podcast is a personal thought form where we share knowledge and ideas, views and opinions expressed here do not reflect those of my employer, Microsoft. I really hope you enjoyed. Thanks a lot.